Hello, everyone. My name is Wendy Myers. Welcome to the Myers Detox Podcast. And on this show, we talk about everything related to detoxification. And this show, it's so good. We're going to be talking about how to detox from breast implant illness. And we're going to talk about explant surgery. We're going to be talking about toxic beauty and how so many women are dramatically affected by our, our culture and this pressure to be perfect and, and beautiful and all the, the toxic treatments uh, that we do, including Botox and including, uh, you know, getting our hair done and our nails and all in lip fillers and injections and all these different things that we do that harm our bodies because we're dying to be beautiful. And I have my friend Diane Kayser on the show, and she's going to be talking about her own experience with breast explantation and, and what she does to detox her body and to what she did to reclaim her health after this procedure. And I talk about my own, I talk about my own story of removing my breast implants as well. And all the, all the, you know, wonderful benefits of of doing that and how happy I am for having done that. We, we talk about lots of stories of women. Like I have a, a friend of mine that uh, got breast implants and it kind of calcified, implants calcified and also calcified to her rib cage. And then when she was having pain in her breast, she had to go, you know, go do the surgery to remove the implants. And they discovered this and they had, had to have a team of surger, surgeons fly in to fix this issue. And it was just, it was life-threatening. And then uh, she got new implants, the same thing happened. And she had to have them removed and completely and taken out for six months. And before she had them removed, she had a leukemia diagnosis and got the implants removed. The leukemia diagnosis went away, I guess. And then six months later with no implants, she decided to get implants again. Women truly are dying to be beautiful uh, today. And we're gonna be talking about the, the deep rooted issues uh, behind that and, and how to address that. And Diane Kayser, she's written an amazing book called Killer Breasts uh, that I highly, highly recommend um, if, if you're considering an explant surgery and removing your breast implants. And then and she also talks about like what to do, how to choose a surgeon and how to uh, address all the different emotional issues surrounding this decision. And, you know, should you get, um, you know, a breast lift and, and all these things that uh, all these different choices, she kind of answers all these questions and she has a program that you can do following that uh, to totally detox your body you know, and mentally as well. And so she's such a love to talk to. I just uh, love interviewing her on the show. So I know a lot of guys listening to this show are concerned about toxins, whether they're from breast implants or the air, food, and water. There's so many different ways that we are exposed to toxins and it's growing every single year. And so that's why I do what I do. I want to educate people about all these different toxins, where they're coming from and what they're doing to us and how to get them out of our body. So if you're concerned about toxins, I implore you to go to uh, heavymetalsquiz.com. I created a quiz. You can figure out your relative body burden of toxins uh, after you know going through this questionnaire. And after the quiz, you get a free video series that goes into a lot of your frequently asked questions about detox. Where do you start? What testing do you do? How long does it take? And, and all those types of questions. So go check it out at heavymetalsquiz.com. So our guest today, Diane Kayser, she is a pro soccer player turned functional and diagnostic nutrition practitioner, courage coach, and holistic beauty expert. And Diane has been through many health struggles and with empathy and fierce leadership is your go-to girl to break through anything, no matter what you tried or what you've been told. As an intuitive healer, she's the author of Killer Breasts, a step-by-step -step guide to overcoming breast implant illness. She's also the producer of the Non-Toxic Beauty Summit and creator of Cleanse, Heal, Ignite, a program which helps women use the power of intuition to discover their inner healer and by providing them lifelong tools to reverse autoimmune disease, breast implant illness, 
hormonal imbalances, chronic pain, gut infections, emotional trauma, and perfectionism. Her mission is to educate and empower rationally passionate women leaders with safer beauty, body, and breast solutions from products and procedures to diet and detox so that they can age gracefully and holistically with the energy and vitality they need to step into their power, speak their voice, and spark their purpose. You can learn more about Diane and her work at dianekazer.com. Diane, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me again, Wendy. Our third time's a charm. Yes, yes. So I, I love having you on because I have a similar story to yours, which is I explanted my breast implants and I wanted to hear about your story and you know why you decided to remove your breast implants. Yeah, it's, it was a long journey. You know, at first I remember hearing your story and I remember hearing my friend, uh, Anna's story. And there was another woman who was sharing about how hypocritical it felt for her as a health practitioner to see women talk about detoxing plastic from our lives and not using plastic forks, but yet having plastic surgery and breast implants living inside of our body at all times. And I, I started seeing those things and it really triggered me. And usually you know, back then I didn't really know so much, but you know, when we're triggered about something, usually it's because we have some unhealed aspect of ourselves that's calling for attention and love. And that really triggered me to see that because I had just done a video the previous week on how to reduce plastic in our lives, you know? And so I'm like, is she talking to me? And it was our, one of our friends, Dr. Michelle Sands, who I still thank to this day and who I wrote about in my book, as well as I did with you. And what that showed me is that huh, there's something that I'm not looking at. And maybe it's something inside of me. Maybe it's a ticking time bomb, like my, my book cover, that's literally leaking toxins throughout my body and causing an autoimmune reaction that no doctor has ever been able to pinpoint or see on labs, nor did I really hear of anybody else talking about it. You know, you were on the forefront of that too. So those three things really planted the seed for me. But yet there was still a part of me that was like, well, I have a bikini competition next week. I, my, my boobs feel fine. They, they don't look, you know, strange or lumpy or anything like that. So it must not be my breast implants, which I hear, this is one of the top 10 or eight myths I talk about all the time is like, well, my boobs feel fine if I have implants. So it must not be those that's causing my hormonal issues, my autoimmune disease, my flare-ups, inflammation. And, and I say it's four things. It's weight gain, body pain, energy drain, and broken brain, all of which I was experiencing. So really for me, I started to get rashes, massive rashes on my chest, on my armpits, on my face, the acne that I took two rounds of Accutane, you know, when I was 18, 19 years old, stopped working. I got acne all over, all over again. And, and I was like, what's happening here? I, you know, I eat so healthy. I avoid all the common allergens like dairy and gluten and soy and GMOs, but like, well, maybe it's, maybe it's stuff they're spraying in the sky or, you know, maybe it's, Maybe it's because I live close to the freeway or, you know, maybe heavy metals from the freeway. You know, there's all these maybes because we live in such a toxic world. But years and years of doing all that research, I finally realized that through seeing like women like you who had gone through similar symptoms that maybe I should dig deeper into the possibility of it being my breast implants. Cause I was sick like you really sick. Yeah. I, you know, I was in denial too. And I felt like a hypocrite also because here I was talking about detox and yet I had these, these like plastic boobs that, you know, we know have, you know, 30 plus or more chemicals in them. But I had, I had had them implanted when I was, I was only 19. And, you know, I had definitely, when you're a teenager, you have body dysmorphia issues. And I literally thought men would not be attracted to me unless I had larger breasts. I mean, how insane is Same. that? crazy. And, and so and I got, and they were, the doctor put in the ones, they were too big. They were not what I wanted. And, uh, and I always, I didn't, I always never really liked them. And then I finally, you know, was like, well, maybe I should get some, maybe I should, you know, uh, check for breast cancer. You know, I was about, uh, I guess, you know, almost 40 at the time and uh, decided to do like a sonosine instead of a mammogram because, Thermo you know, I, I had two girlfriends had mammograms and they popped their implant 
and they had to pay out of pocket to have them redone. Yes. And uh, so I got a sonocine and they told me that the my implants were leaking, that there were silicone in the tissues surrounding the implant. And I thought, you know, I've had these things for 25 years. It's just time. It's time to get yeah. them out. I'm so glad that I did. Yeah. And you know, that's, that's something that I'll stand here and, and tell every woman that has implants is that, that your implants should not be treated as pancakes in that device, that scanner called mammography. In those, I actually did a whole episode on Sonocini, thanks to you, Wendy, and you brought that up to me. So I have that on my own podcast. I talk about the importance of doing Sonocini and um, how that is the the greatest technology to come out, even for women who don't have breast implants to do, um, you know, research to see what kinds of things they might find in there. But same thing. I mean, I'm seeing women for the last three years, I've been working with women, um, through their toxic beauty journey and explant, uh, healing recovery. Um, and, and they, they're looking for a coach because it's so complicated, you know, what these implants do to a woman's body. And I will sit here also and say, every woman reacts to these things. It's just how much, when, and how much recovery will each woman have, because they are how we sign up for any autoimmune disease, you know, regardless of genes is to put a foreign thing into our body. And it could be a foreign thing that is comprised of, like you said, 30 plus chemicals, toxins specifically, because there's a difference between toxins and chemicals, right? Chemicals could be toxic or not to the body, uh, but these implants, um, they've had around for hundred plus years uh, they've never really done an adequate long-term study to prove their safety. And now there is finally a black box warning on breast implants and many countries are banning them because not just cancer, you know, not just BIA, ALCL, which is a, here's my air quotes, rare form of cancer that only occurs with women who have you know, textured implants, but there's a lot of women who have a whole host of other symptoms that are characteristic of something called breast implant illness, 30 plus symptoms that many women are experiencing. And we've all come together, thank goddess, to, to all share our experiences, which is why I explanted too, because these scans, the type of research that women have to do today, and we had to do on our own because the Western medical industry has not helped us with this just goes to show, you know, the power of when we get together and start talking, we can do really amazing things. Yeah. It's amazing to me that, you know, I've talked to several plastic surgeons and they all deny that breast implants cause health issues. And they deny that you can develop a sensitivity or an immune reaction to the, the breast implant or the components in the, the breast implant. I'm like, well, isn't that funny how you become, you can become sensitive to wheat or a blueberry or cucumbers or mustard or all these things that are on food sensitivity tests. Oh, but no, you can't become sensitive or develop a reaction to plastics or heavy metals or other components and implants that doesn't jive. Mm-mm. No, it's a lot. sounds like a lot of cover up to me. And I, I mean, I still palm to forehead myself every time I hear this because I work with women and I'm working with women in Germany. I'm working with women in Mexico. I'm working with men in various countries in Europe. And these women are all told the same thing, especially by these plastic surgeons that say, you don't want to remove these implants. You're going to look weird. (sighs) Hey, beauty dysmorphia. I call, I coined a term called beauty dysmorphia because that's what they're doing. And it's, it's, it's a massive cover up because it also would mean that if they claimed that there could be something that we're reacting to, that could also be a lot of money, a lot of lawsuits, um, and a lot of errors and emissions. So it, it's, it's not just happening in America. It's not just happening in California. It's happening all around the world. Yeah, I mean, I'm in a lawsuit with the Dow because my implants were the Dow Corning implants. And I mean, it has been going on 25 years, the class action lawsuit against them. And I I think it's one of the first of its kind and it's still not even resolved. The deadline was 2019 to submit your claim. And I'm sure it's gonna be many, many years before any women get, get relief. Uh, from, you know, but anyway, so, and I don't even, I don't, I didn't really connect symptoms I had to my implants, but I was definitely tired, brain fogged, angry, slept bad, uh, thyroid hormone stuff. And and after I had them out, I, I definitely felt better and better and better. 
But, you know, I do a lot of detox stuff naturally. I, it's just kind of what I do. It's my lifestyle. Talk to me about So you developed a program to help women do go through that whole detox, uh, you know, process. Can you talk a little about that and what you recommend for women and how you help them recover? Yeah, for sure. I mean, first I, I want to throw out a few myths because for anybody listening to this, you know, you might think again, my breast implants are intact. They're fine. They're not causing many problems. And, or I also hear a lot of people say that, Oh, my friend has implants, you know, they don't seem to be causing her any problems, but here's what I want to say. Like I mentioned earlier, every woman who has breast implants will have some kind of symptoms usually, and whether or not it's directly or indirectly related to her implants, you can't really prove that because there is no testing. There's no lab test that you can take that says, oh, here, it's your implants, right? But we're, we're working at the core here of why do we even want implants to begin with? So this is where a lot of women get pissed off at me (laughs) because I was pissed off when somebody called this out too, because I thought, well, who would I be without my implants? You know, like that's the deepest aspect of this. It's not just, oh, these implants, you know, could be causing women's women's body harm, but deeper than that, it's this bully within that we have been conditioned to believe that unless we're altering our body or obsessed about our body or constantly looking to perfect our body on the toxic beauty treadmill, then we shouldn't love ourselves. You know, heaven forbid that we have an upper lip that's not pouty and puffy. Heaven forbid that we have 11s on our forehead, you know, heaven forbid <laughs> that we've got a little bit of lines in our, in our neck. And I, I'm not saying that I don't battle with these things every single day because they've been programmed up into our minds, you know, from Baywatch and, and Barbie and, and ridiculous, impossible proportions of women's bodies that have led women to remove ribs or two or four and implants and and it is getting worse. So moms out there, you know, I want you to also see that your daughters are looking at you as a role model. So if you have implants too, and I'm saying this without judgment, I'm saying this with curiosity, why do you need them? You know, what part of you believes that you need them and where did that belief come from? And then also just challenging everybody to consider who are you without your implants? You know, how much do do these implants play a role in your feeling good about yourself? And what are we teaching to our next generation of children, daughters, and even the, the, the sons who are looking at these role models of women with huge breasts? I mean, mine were so big. I look back, Wendy, and I'm like, how did I not see this? And this is the dysmorphia, you know? is other people can see it perhaps, but I couldn't see it. I think a lot of them, they don't, they don't, men don't like implants. Most of them don't. They like natural breasts. That's the, that's the catch 22. When I I had implants and I I thought men would be more attracted, almost everyone I dated did not like them. What? How? Yeah. What? (laughs) All this money, right? All this suffering. And there was only one incident where I ever remember that I got rejected from a guy because I told him that I was getting mine out and it was on a dating profile. And I said something on my messaging with him. I said, well, oh, I'm not sure what kind of woman you like. And this is when I was living in Orange County too, you know, Los Angeles, Orange County, where you and I both used to live. It was like, it was normalized so much there that, you know, the porn industry, they, 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 they completely numb us out to connecting in the heart. So, and it's no, they're not bad people. They're programmed too. you know, these guys are programmed too. is that they see large breasts and they think that's what defines a woman. So I said to him, I said, I'm not sure what kind of man you are, but I'm, I'm removing my breast implants, um, next month. And then he never responded and just stopped messaging back. <laughs> God, wow. uh, but even more validation to remove that. Yeah. yeah. More validation. <laughs> and it's like, you know, if you want fake things that it probably means is a part of you that's fake and you're also hiding and that's cool. Like, you know, see you later. So there's a lot of emotions, a lot of trauma, a lot of programming attached to this whole, what does breast implants mean? Where did it come from? And what can we do with it moving forward? Because there's a line in the sand and this is what I I talk about in my program. This is what I talk about, you know, in my book, Killer Breasts. It's it's not just about 
removing, you know, these toxic tits from your body. It is about also taking the journey of how to love your body again. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like, oh yeah, just, you know, love your body and take some, you know, get a pedicure and a manicure, which most of them are closed. Now you have to wear like three masks to go in. Um, you know, a lot of things we're losing touch with nature, which was a great way to self-love is to get out and connect with mama nature. And, um, so now it's a lot harder than it used to be before. And this really is a call to love ourselves the way that we are. So I talk about that in the soul's journey. It's like remove your implants and then now what, and then now what, because last week I just got a really lovely angry message from a woman who was very upset with me because I still had pictures of my breast implants on some of my material, you know, my emails or podcasts, which I totally understand, you know, unsubscribe from people who are just look at Instagram. There's a lot of women on there who are promoting, you know, total body and beauty dysmorphia, you know, sucking out all parts of their fat, re-engineering their body, complete AI, uh, transhumanism. And I'm not for that, but if people want to do that, cool. However, that's when it gets really toxic is when I have women emailing me and saying, Diane, I don't know what to do. My 13 year old daughter and my 10 year old daughter is talking about how she's too fat and she's rail thin. She's talking about wanting breast implants. What do I do? Where's this even coming from? So whether we know it or not, these messages are happening left and right. I mean, they're everywhere and our kids are seeing it. So it's just important for you to consider as a role model, what are you doing for your, your children? What are you doing? Um, maybe even as a teacher or as a doctor or who, whoever you're, you're leading the way, you know, women are leading the way. So people get to see us as role models. So my whole journey with this is to help women connect back to the heart that has been covered up with breast implants for so long. And the thing I was not prepared for, no matter how much work that I did with the multiple coaches that I have, emotional coaches, uh, emotional trauma, freedom coaches that I worked with, how much work I did with the ego, the stories I was carrying around about the perfect body that I needed to maintain for achievement and per people pleasing and perfectionism. I was not prepared for what happened a week after I removed my breast implants. Um, you can see mine now, if you're watching this video, you know, I've got about you have a, boobs. You have boobs. I, got, I have boobs. I, yeah. I, I like my boobs. I, I love like, them. I like little boobs. I always have. <laughs> I'm so glad I have them taken out. I know too. What the hell happened to us? <laughs> like, They're not even I, that little. They're not, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and some women, I, I gotta say, you know, some women are out there going, I have mosquito bites or I don't have anything. And, or I had like, I might, you know, some women are saying I had socks for boobs and I, I get it. I get it. And there's alternatives to that. If you really want to, you know, let's just say, give your boobs a little facelift, a boob lift. You know, you can do something called fat transfer. You could also do something called a lift. And, and I talk all about that in my book because there were, are things I would have done differently. There are things that I'm happy that I did. There are things that I've done different. I would have done differently. I also talk about in the book, how I saved myself $5,000 on having um, explant paid for by my insurance because I did not let them win. And I was very persistent. So I talk about that formula in my book because a lot of women, they get so sick and, and, or they're also in relationships sometimes where their husband, or at least the story goes in the woman's mind that my husband will leave me. If I have these removed, mm, I'm a stay home yeah. mom. I don't know what to do. He's not going to pay for these. And I think this is a great way for us all to rise. So, you know, that's a big part of this is learning how to do, ask the question. I have implants. Maybe I don't want them what are my options? So this book goes through the entire thing. And so does the program that many women have asked me to write once they have read this book and I've had them write their own answers to their soul's journey about what's next. They're still afraid of the surgery. They're afraid to go under the knife again. They're afraid of the anesthesia. It's just so interesting that so many women have gone under anesthesia to get them, but they're afraid to go under the anesthesia to get them out. And I just wonder if that's really the case or if they're more afraid to lose this identity of who they think that they are supposed to be with the implants in. Yeah, and it, it's so sad when you you hear people and, and there's so many women out there that get their breasts for other people or for their husband or they do deals. And, you know, uh, I, I had a friend that did a deal. Her, her husband agreed to have another baby if she got double D implants. And so they made like this deal 
And, and, and it makes me sad when I, I hear women that they don't want to remove them because they're, they're worried their loved one is going to, to leave them. But the thing is, when you are improving your life, you're detoxing, you're getting more clear about who you are and you decide you want your implants out, sometimes major changes happen. Like you leave your husband or they leave you because it's not an alignment. You know, like for me, I changed my breast implants were no longer in alignment with who I was and I wanted them out and I didn't care what the repercussions were. I didn't care if I had Franken tits afterwards. <laughs> I was worried I was going to have weird looking boobs. Me too. Scar- scars all over them. And, and they're not perfect, but you know what? I don't care. If you don't like my boobs, bye. Bye. You know? Bye. You know, I don't Adios. need you. I don't need you in my life. And so I, I made a, the decision for me. And, uh, and I love that you've written this book, uh, the Killer Boobs or- Killer Breasts. <laughs> Killer Breasts, yeah. <laughs> I love that this book because I think it really drives home this message about what, how to deal with all this because it is a very scary decision. I was really scared about it. And, and I, I'm still paying for my boobs. I financed the $15,000 to yep. remove them. And I got a breast lift with that because I didn't want boobs down to my, you know, my belly button. And so, uh, and it's a, it's not an easy decision to make. So I'm glad that you're, you're, you know, high illuminating this pathway for women. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's very very confusing in all of the buckets, you know, emotional, physical, and chemical. This is really not just about going in and having them removed, which again, this is one of the myths and I'll go through the eight myths right now that all of which I go through in my book, one of the eight myths. And and what I mean by myths is that these are stories that women carry around about what they see in other women. And just like anything on social media, you see someone showing you know, the eyes, what your eyes, these women's eyes and their face looked like before breast implants or when they had their breast implants. Right. And then they show their eyes and their face and the, the lack of swelling that they had before. And their eyes look more alive. The color comes back and women tend to project and expect that that's the results that they're going to get, that they, a week later, everything's going to be better. And they're back, you know, in the bedroom and the boardroom and, and they're, they're back on their badass horse, but it is not that way for the majority of women, you know, 70 to 80% of symptoms will cease to exist within about a month of explant. But a lot of women don't know how to properly heal after that. And I get emails all day long, Wendy, of women saying it's been two to three years still post explant, and I still don't feel better, or I feel just a little bit better. And so I don't want that to be these women. And I also want to share too, that, you know, let's just get real. So many, you and I, we help people detox, right? We help people heal. So we've got these tools. Not everybody has those at their, their disposal, which is why I wrote this book, which is why the links you're going to share are for women to get these and get all the free gifts that are over $500 of gifts that I'm giving away with this book, because I wanted them to have hope, not just this book, but also to see women tell their story about where they were before, what they had tried, how much money they spent, how much hope that they lost, how many people told them they wouldn't get better. And then on the other side of explant where they are now. So there's 15 women that I interviewed, including you, about how sick they were and how stoked they are now that they got rid of their frankincense and and the stories that they were carrying about why they were so afraid to not remove them and how they overcame those hurdles to get to the other side of removal and where their life is now. Like Wendy, I am in, I'm living in Sedona right now. I'm living in this, one of the most naturally beautiful places in the world, in my opinion, I am, I now wrote a book. I wrote two programs. My docu-series comes out today, uh, 10 episodes on David Icke's um, media station called Dying to be Beautiful. Yes, about not just amazing. I love it. Yeah. I'm excited because, you know, this is Jamie Icke, his son said it was the best series that they'd ever produced. And they've <sighs> produced a lot of things. And I really got deep in there and got into my heart and shared some very vulnerable things about this journey that a lot of women are hiding behind. You know, there's a lot of women who are practitioners in our space and they're still afraid to share that they ever had implants because they feel like hypocrites. And I'm like, this is the, this is the biggest wound being called forward. Not just the wounds that you have that have, you know, led you to have these little, uh, anchor like 
uh, stitches and, and um, scars that you and I both so proudly share, right. And, and, and wear so proudly um, this is beyond the scars. You know, what are the emotions in between the scars? There's trauma there. And that's the trauma that I'm asking to be called forward for we women everywhere. So we can heal collectively because breast implants are not, there are women that are doing toxic beauty things every single day, Botox, fillers, toxic hair dyes, makeup. And, you know, last year I interviewed you for the non-toxic beauty summit. And this is a lot that I talk about in this, these 10 episodes about how 96% of women don't think they're beautiful. We're literally dying to be beautiful. And it's not just, you know, breast implants. I made up 10 Bs and these are the 10 Bs that are draining and diseasing the modern woman today. Number one is breast implants. Number two is Botox. Number three is bacterial overgrowth that could be in the mouth and the gut or our goddess garden, which is our lady parts. Um, that's not properly being addressed and antibiotic overuse is happening. That's actually injuring a lot of people. And with the third leading cause of death today being Western medicine, medications, improper use of medication, surgeries, errors, you know, that's the number one cause of death. We really need to take health into our own hands and find our natural beauty with non-toxic avenues and treatments. Uh, number four is uh, the number four B is birth control. Number five is brain inflammation and mood imbalances and benzodiazepines are huge. It's been so hard and challenging, I would say, to help women get off of benzos. And I've seen many women come in with Botox, benzos, birth control, and breast implants. And I'm like, whoa. That was me. That was me. You were on benzos too? Yep. For a year, once upon a time, the worst, worst thing ever getting off of those. It was so horrible. Worst Did thing. you go through Jordan Peterson kind of stuff? Uh, I don't know. No, I I definitely had horrible withdrawal symptoms. It, it was Ugh. terrible until I finally figured figured out how I went cold turkey and that I finally had to, you know, because I just walked to a doctor. Hey, I'm trying to sleeping here. Take this, you know, have some Zanny bars. And yeah. uh, I, was, it, I didn't think anything of it. And uh, I couldn't stop taking them, you know, once you're taking them for a while. So, yeah, it's just all of the above for me. Yeah, it's like yeah. It's, it's the modern woman and how toxic we are. We don't realize it. It's we're the, the slow frog in the boil, right? It's just, the heat yeah. just keeps getting turned up higher and higher. And we're like, wow, this hot tub feels nice. That's when we're numbed out, you know, with all the things we were on, we're high in life, but then eventually the things stop working and, or we just become more toxic. And then the water gets boiled so hot that we're like, okay, this is uncomfortable. I got to get out of this. And that's where I come in. You know, that's where I come in as the previously existing modern woman who was suffering and struggling with these toxic beauty things and, and short-term band-aids that don't get to the root of the problem that so many women are taking blindly because they are desperate. Like we have been overworked and we have too many things to do and we're, we're all pushed to our limit right now. And so many are taking, we're, we're up against the wall. Like I will do whatever I need to do to feel better now. Even if it means I take a shot, a pill, I put patches on my butt or I get, you know, um, pellets installed in my body so I can have some kind of hormone replacement therapy, but we're not getting, getting to the root of it, which is 90% of our thoughts are limiting beliefs, self-sabotaging and on repeat every single day. So this is the trauma and this is the ancestral lineage that has been passed down to us of other, you know, our mothers, our grandmothers, our great, great grandmothers who have been slaves. And that's what we're experiencing today is a modern slavery of women who are supposed to we should look this way. We're competing against each other and it's all rooted in shame. It's all rooted in not being beautiful enough as we are and the constant barraging of billboards and here's how you need to look. And then it changes a month later and then butt implants and breast implants and ribs out. And it's just like, come on, we need to stop this madness. It's insane. And our babies are getting the brink of this. Our babies are born with 250 plus toxins, chemicals in them, and they haven't even taken their first breath. Women who have breast implants are have a, a more impaired ability to have babies, to be able to breastfeed. And many of them are passing on the toxins to the baby. And I have a, a specific podcast that you guys can go listen to on that. Emily Shannon, we turned her around. She was on the date rape drug to fall asleep prescribed by her doctor 
microdosing the date rape drug, of course, but these are things that we really need to start questioning that don't make us conspiracy theorists. That makes us curious and conscious consumers of our own bodies, protecting our temples and our future are the future of our babies, the future of our, of our planet. And, you know, number six of the top 10 Bs is beauty toxic products that applies to every woman. These are the masks that we're using to cover up. I'm not talking about, you know, face mask, like the mouth mask. I'm talking about the mask that we put on every single morning, you know, five pounds of lead every year that the average woman puts on 95% plus of lipsticks have an excess of, of safe limits of lead and they're kissing their babies with it. And it's on their skin. They're doing other things with their husbands or significant other, maybe with their mouth. And then we also have seven, you know, I won't say that, but to get the visual. Um, so skin absorbs all of this stuff. It's our third kidney. It's, it's absorbed as an organ of our entire body. And so our bodies are absorbing all this stuff. So it doesn't take just breast implants. It's not just about Botox, not just about fillers. I talk about all the stuff in my book. So breast implants are not, this book covers so much ground and it's for the modern woman, 96% of which who don't think they're beautiful. And that's number seven, the broken beliefs and the boy within. That's the biggest explant for all of us. We need to explant that microchip that says you're not enough as you are. And then number eight, blindly trusting and dismissing your own intuition of what your body is trying to tell you. Oh, my hormones are broken. They hate me. No, they're trying to get your attention that something's wrong. Maybe you're toxic. Maybe your gut's inflamed. Number nine, betraying our body. And that means we're cutting our body open every single day or every year, getting updates to you know, facelift, whatever. We're just constantly betraying our body. And then the number 10 is binging. And I know you have a history with that, that you've been really outspoken about too, you know, binging on anything, binging on sugar. This said that 98% of us are addicted to sugar in some way. don't even know it. So we're binging and numbing. All those 10 B's are things that I cover in this book and beyond in all of my programs, because we need to step as step up as women, but we can't do it artificially. We can't just say that, you know, putting on a nice business suit and putting on a nice face and changing the color of our hair is going to do it. We got a lot of work to do for the next generation, starting with ourselves. Yeah. And you know what? The root cause of all mental and physical health is there's emotional trauma involved. And there's so many amazing ways to address that. Things that are easy to easy and simple as well. And I talked about that a lot on the podcast, but yeah, tell us more about the David Icke, the documentary. I mean, I, that, I love that, that you have kind of found this amazing voice talking about toxins and talking about toxic beauty. And it resonates so much with, with me and with so many women that have spent their lives trying to, to become something that somebody will love. I have spent a fortune on all kinds of, you know, beauty enhancements. And I did Botox for, for years. I was dating a plastic surgeon when I was 23 in Beverly Hills. And he's like, hey, let's try some Botox. And I got addicted to it and uh, did that for 15 years or, or so. And uh, it, it's crazy just that the things that people are doing and injecting themselves and the, the duck lips and ugh. So tell us about, <laughs> tell us about uh, the, the David Icke docuseries. Yeah, I love it. Thanks, Wendy. So Iconic Media, you guys can find the um, the the 10 part docu-series called Dying to be Beautiful. And what a what a dream for me to to be acknowledged by one of my greatest mentors of all time, who in 2010 woke me up to where we were all headed as humanity and where I know you and I have worked behind the scenes with so many people trying to help them see and, and warn them of what was to come and the things that we had learned from like, you know, your dad passing away of cancer and then the things that you learned. And, you know, we're always trying to help a former version of ourselves through the people that come to us. And so when he reached out to me and said that they wanted to do a series on, you know, the toxic beauty industry, it was like, it, it was it was like one of your favorite people of all time telling you good job. And it was like, wow, I, I must be doing a good job, you know, cause you just never know who's reading your stuff or who who's digesting it. And, and this is such a triggering topic that many women don't want to hear it until they get really sick. Like Botox is the number one, most toxic substance known 
to man. And yet we're putting it in our face. We're putting it in our babies and no one's thinking twice about it. And they used it in the Gulf war to kill and paralyze the troops. And, you know, agent orange was glyphosate and, you know, glyphosate's now sprayed all over GMO crops and mostly wheat. That's what they used in world war two to kill and paralyze the troops. So these things were agents of warfare before they ended up in our food supply and our beauty industry. And so, you know, a lot of people are afraid to be whistleblowers on this because people have disappeared, you know, and admitting that, but you know, if I don't speak up about these truths and I watch people get harmed and hurt and injured and vain, then I'm not doing the work I came here to do as a soul. If I die tomorrow, because something happens and I, I'm no longer here. I know that I've lived a life in, in, in morality and in ethics, doing my part to help other people learn what is really the root cause of what's harming them. And I've seen a lot of Botox injured people, lots of Botox injured women, lots of Botox injured children, 10,000 people plus in a, a Facebook group that are all talking about the regrets that they have of ever doing Botox. We don't know if Botox will ever leave the body. We don't know if breast implant silicone and other things that travel throughout the body will ever leave the, leave the body body. We don't know if heavy metals and certain things that, that, tra that trap themselves into lymph nodes will ever leave the body. We just don't know. There's so many of them. So it's up to you. If you want to play Russian roulette, you know, with, with toxins, some people we learn through pain, we have to go through pain in order to find our sovereignty. We have to suffer. So I go through all of that in this docu-series. I, I go through my journey through how I got here. You know, it doesn't just happen overnight. It wasn't just magazines. It was also my journey as a professional soccer player and trying to be the best. So for me, it was like, oh, I had a tiny breast when I was 10% body fat stepping up on stage as a bikini competitor. And I was told by a photographer that I wouldn't make it you know, in the industry. I wouldn't make my pro card. I wouldn't do well unless I got double Ds. And that planted the weed that grew, that brought me into you know, a couple of plastic surgeons office saying, well, how much and how big <laughs> and when can you do the surgery? It was very quick too. So I was, I wasn't confident and that started with my childhood. And so that's where I want all of us to start. Where did this begin? Episode one of that 10 episode series is, you know, where's your first memory where you began to obsess over beauty and experience the feeling of not good enough and competing against other women and jealousy. And for a lot of us, that's like 12 or 13, you know, we go to junior high, we're getting our hormones all over the place. We're trying to get boys, you know, we're, we're, we're young. We don't know better. We don't have a lot of good role models. And so we need more of those. We need more of you stepping into your natural beauty and claiming it and owning it, claiming your crown and showing women how to love their body instead of harming their body and to cut it open. And so I talk all about that is where I came from there and how it's not just a story of Diane Kayser. It's a story about us all. And I talk about, you know, MK, which, you know, the mind control about this whole thing and, and how it's very in our face right now. You know, you look at the Hollywood, you look at actresses, you look at, oh, well, how do they get, how do they look now? And it's like, we are being so lied to about the treatments that they're getting. They're getting paid millions of dollars to say that this one product that you could buy for $5 made their face look like that. They spend two hours, you know, on one image, it, Photoshopping them for a magazine, two hours. And I just learned that what you were just talking about, Wendy, 30%. That's the percentage, what the average woman spends to maintain her beauty every single year, 30% of her income. That's a lot of money, $100,000, $33,000 a year. So I talk about that is that why is it that we are so blind to this and, and that we're willing to spend that much money on artificial beauty that is uh, so short-lived and maintaining that. Many people don't know that you have to maintain it and that every 10 years you have to get new breast implants and spend another $10,000 because they expire at some, port at some point and they eventually start leaking and bleeding all over your body. And that's when they get sick, you know? So they, got, they have to be replaced every 10 years, even though the average woman, about 30% of women have to replace them in the first three years because some part of them and, you know, manufacture issue or they, you know, are using them in the gym and they pop. So it's, it's very common and that's another $10,000. So it's, they're very expensive. I talk about toxic beauty. I talk about, you know, women today and you know, the, the politics there's politics of, of beauty too. And, you know, women who are more beautiful, they tend to get more offerings. So we, so women are doing that. Like will hire me. I'll do whatever I need to do. There's a lot of competition. And I do talk about the mother wound too. You know, Paris Hilton just did a documentary. I love that. I loved her approach to this whole documentary and, and she really shares the pressure 
of being a, uh, a celebrity and how hard that is to maintain and how she was just basically like, you know what, why I became a DJ was because of this, the, how I was raised by my mother and what she learned in school. So that was all you guys should watch that documentary too. I talk about breast implant illness in two episodes. And then I start talking about Botox, a lot of things that people need to know about Botox, a lot of things that people need to know about injectables. A lot of these poisons, they are injected into the skin and they end up migrating to other parts of the body and they find them, they're doing MRIs, they're doing scans on women and finding that these things that we inject in the face end up in other parts of the body and they start causing other problems. So we don't even know if these injectables ever leave the body. If you want to know what I mean by that, look at cat lady. (laughs) So, I mean, that's, she's been doing a lot of surgery. So look at a lot of people who've been doing injectables and Botox for a long time. And I think that they just start losing track of who they looked like when they first began and they were so beautiful. Yeah, like Pamela Anderson was so gorgeous and she's morphed in this this total other person. And I know I and I have a funny story. It's when you talked about the the beauty budget, you know, I remember making out budgets and I had my budget for Botox, for getting my hair done, my nails, and that was worked into my monthly budget when I was doing that. Uh, but I have another story. Um, when my thesis for my uh, I have a you know degree in business, my thesis was. A, a franchise chain of Botox clinics. And because I was so into Botox and I had to pitch that to someone to win an award. I was trying to win the award for the best business plan. And I had to pitch it to some lady, I forget who she was uh, on the board of the school at USC business school. And I went to go pitch it to her and her eye was totally drooping, was like almost completely closed. And after I presented it to her, she said, I had Botox nine months ago and it paralyzed my left eyelid. And she was really bitter about it. I was like, I guess I'm, I'm not winning the award. <laughs> well, I said to myself, <laughs> she did not like my business idea at all. <laughs> but <laughs> Go back to her now because there's other Botox natural alternatives that are sprouting up left and right. But yeah, it's like, oops. I felt I, bad, but that's reality. I was like, oh my God, was that going to happen to me? Because, But she was older. She was in her 70s. And you know they don't metabolize out the these toxins maybe as easily. Or the doctor made a mistake. He put in too much and it migrated to her eyelid and mm-hmm. paralyzed that muscle. You know, It just takes one shot too, Wendy. I mean, that's what happens to a lot of these people is that it just takes one shot. And we all carry this myth that it's never going to happen to me. You know, all my other friends get Botox, but nobody's talking about it publicly going, Oh, I had Botox and I've gotten injured. The majority of women that come to me for help are still hiding behind the shame of aging and ever feeling like they needed to to adjust and alter their body in any kind of way. So that is why the majority of my work, I focus on, of course we have to detox the body, you know, and, and can you ever clear Botox? We still don't know They, you know, it's it said that it takes you three to six months to clear your last injection, you know, but you saw that woman, what you say, nine months, right. That she had had the last injection. Yeah. But she still had the effect of it. So it take, they'll say it takes three to six months before you should come back in for another round of shots that cost you another thousand dollars. So it's 4,000 a year, you know, on average or so. And most people get, you know, spend more than that. But nine months later, she still had the side effects. So even though the toxin left her body, she still had the consequence of what her body, which it, it, it freezes parts of our body. Can they ever come back? No one has an idea. So how, how worth it is it to you, you know, to how, how much do you hate yourself? You know, that, that is the biggest part of this episode 10 of the dying to beautiful series. I talk about the vital importance of loving ourselves because it said that we only have maybe six decades left on this planet. If we don't wake up, I mean, this is serious shit. This is not just, Oh, you know, love your body or maybe stop doing some Botox here. We don't just you know, inject and apply these things and they just disappear. We breathe them out. 70% of detox happens through your breath and then you poop them out and you pee them out. And then your skin rubs against someone else's skin. And, and then it, it goes somewhere. It doesn't just die inside of you. It, it, we're creating, you know, a toxic world through our toxic thoughts and toxic stories and the toxic beliefs and broken systems that we have that we're all surrounded by. So 
you know, I'm living in Sedona. There's nowhere near as much pressure here to look the part. Everybody here pretty much loves, you know, at least the people that I'm hanging out with loves their beauty. Um, but there are still Botox clinics and things here. So the things that I talk about in this book, the things I talk about in my programs are how to, first of all, you know, stop this madness of, of needing to adjust, uh, alter, inject, you know, where is this really coming from and what's the truth? What is the toxic truth about many of these things? So it takes somebody who really wants to let it, let it go like let this go. And, and it doesn't have to be overnight. It can be a bridge over time, but how to detox your body. And cause really, you know, this too, Wendy, a lot of heavy metals, a lot of toxins are the things that age us quickly are the things that cause wrinkles. I started taking iron restore, you know, by Dr. Zach Bush, and you probably have some of your own products that chelate glyphosate and glyphosate is the, you know, agent orange that, that, really inhibits our own collagen production. And so we take a lot of these collagen products. I have one of course, you know, collagen, go take it. Great. But it's not the only thing is just to add more collagen. The question that we also have to ask ourselves is what is blocking collagen? You know, collagen is not just our skin. It's also the connective tissues of our bodies. So people are having major connective tissue, tissue issues, major pain, their injuries, their spine is constantly moving out of place, which was me before I had my breast implants taken out. And, and it costs a lot of money to maintain your health when you still have a lot of these toxins in your body. So it's really important to learn how to clear them. Then to heal your hormones and to do the proper lab testing to do that, to understand how to customize it to you. And then also look at your gut because 95% of women that I've seen with breast implants or who had them have H pylori and H pylori. That's a gnarly stomach acid inhibitor in the gut that when you have low stomach acid, anything you eat or consume or breathe is not going to be properly rid of when you don't have enough stomach acid. Um, you end up having a lot of bugs downstream like SIBO and candida and parasites. And then women are like, well, I got to do a candida cleanse. I gotta do a parasite cleanse. But I'm like, well, have you had a stool test to even see other things that you might have? And that's that, that's that, you know, one of the bees is bacteria overgrowth. And I see this constantly. So women will go spend two clients I'm working with now spent 30 grand last year on over 10 doctors and no one looked at their stool test. No one looked at their hormones and no one looked at the toxic level but they gave them the supplements like collagen. They gave them supplements that had vitamins, but they did not look at the bottom line root causes why they were so sick. And very few doctors, I would say less than 2% of doctors even understand breast implant illness, Botox illness, and how these things affect the body. So it's important to work with, and, and I'll say this one last thing, is that if you're going to work with somebody and ask them for their help, a practitioner, make sure they have three things. They have education, they have experience and they have empathy. And when do you do too? You know, you did a lot of the same things I have. So you can speak from your heart that you know what it feels like to go through that journey. So there's a lot to this. It's not as simple as it used to be and blood tests are not going to get you where you need to go just to discover a few vitamin deficiencies. We're talking about deeper root causes here. Yeah. And I, I love that you have this all laid out for people because it is very confusing. It is a very yeah. difficult decision, but there is like, you're lighting a path for people, no matter what path they choose. Like you have a few different levels of your program. Can you, can you talk about that and the differences between them? Yeah, for sure. So what, what I did is I, this book took me a hundred thousand dollars plus to learn, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, you know, too, Wendy, we've spent a lot of money, um, breaking our bodies so that we can learn how to beautify our bodies naturally. So this is a great place to start. And Wendy will share a link with you guys so that you can get a whole bunch of free bonuses. So that if you get this book, um, it's $10 currently on, uh, Amazon. If you get the ebook, it's $15. If you buy, you know, the handheld book of it, killer breasts, and what you do is you go buy that book on Amazon, you get a receipt number, and then you go to the link that Wendy's going to provide. And that link will bring you to a page where you get over $500 worth of uh, solutions of bonuses. Um, one of which is, you know, the questions that you'll want to ask your doctor, surgeon, uh, anybody that you want to work with. I worked with 
and went to and consulted with 10 doctors before I landed on the 11th one and, and work with him as my explant surgeon. And I'm so glad that I did because women I see have to go to a second or third surgery because the doctor did not properly remove uh, the capsule around their implants that was making them sick. And that's like leaving a dead, you know, dead form material in your body and the body will continue to itself immune auto attack. So that's important. It's two pages long, lots of questions. You know, this is not super easy and having someone to guide you like myself is really important. So you'll get that. You'll get those 15 interviews with, um, well, it's three rounds of interviews. Uh, one of which is Wendy who share their journey to give you some hope that you're not alone because a lot of women are, like I said, they feel like they're all alone, uh, that no one will understand them, but I want you to know that you are, you know, you're, you're in like kind with us. So you'll get that. Um, you'll also get, you know, am I toxic? How toxic am, is my body? And what should I do if I am toxic? You know, what are my next steps? Do I have breast implant illness? And I have a whole, you know, list of symptoms that might, uh, support you to help you understand that it could be your breast implants. It could be something else, but women who have breast implant illness are very similar symptoms that women who just have hormonal imbalances or who are just toxic. So just know that too. I, I, I work to help you understand that through this whole bonus journey that you get through the book. And then many women, like I said, and Wendy will also share this link too. Many women are like, well, I have a lot more questions. Like what clothes do I buy? What packing list do I need to have? Um, how, when can I exercise? I mean, there's, there's hundreds of questions that I said, you know what? I cover them in my book, but they all also require a little bit more speaking points from me. So I also created something called the explant solution that Wendy will share. And then women who are like, you know what? I want to work with you, Diane. I want to understand this. I really want to just detox my body. I want to go into this. I want to heal my hormones. I want to understand, you know, what's going on in my gut uh, and to look at the whole big picture to heal faster. And I have a program for that too. And that's, you know, the explant warrior, uh, detox warrior, you know, and this is something that I offer for um, people who are going through toxic beauty as well, how to clear that. And that really walks you through three months months of, of clearing your body and understanding where you're also get exposed to toxins, because that's a big part is one of the top five cleanse fails I see with so many people is that they clear the body of toxins, but they don't ask the question of where are the toxins coming from in my environment, or maybe the bully within, and you're being a bitch to yourself. And you're just like, Hey, bully bitch, you need to be explanted too. <laughs> so, um, you know, I work with you on all of those fronts because I got better in six weeks. Like I lost 15 pounds and 5% body fat and climbed Mount Baldy in six weeks. Granted, I ruptured my Achilles tendon after that because I took a, a fluoroquinolone antibiotic, which I also caution people against all the things that I did to break my body so that you don't have to. A lot of the warning signs, a lot of the alternatives in instead of I've saved women $15,000 and you know working with a different doctor than who they were going to work with or having their mouth addressed because 75% of toxins you're exposed to start in your mouth. I can go on and on and on, but right now we're at this pivot point where you need people like Wendy and myself because right now we are we're at a line we're at, where are the crossroads? And it's like, you know what? I go all into understanding how to heal my body and take accountability for my own health, or I fall victim to the Western medicine, you know, industry, which will continue to numb out my symptoms with a pill or a surgery. And that is not the answer. So yeah, it, there's a lot of different options for a lot of different people, depending on how deep you want to go and how, what kind of person that you are. If you're DIY, you know, you get the book, you get the, the bonuses and you get into my, my, my tribe and you just feel out how I feel to you. You feel out what I talk about in the book. Does it resonate with you? And if you want more, do the, the, the program. And then if you want more, Hey, let's detox together. I got one coming up and I help you heal your hormones and identify how to take charge of really understanding how to know if your hormones are part of the problem and blood tests are not the only way to examine that. And doctors, Western medicine doctors are not trained for this stuff. So I'd love to be your beacon of light if you're looking for it. Yeah, fantastic. Well, Diane, thank you so much for joining us today on this episode of the Myers Detox podcast. I love having you on. I mean, you're, you're just so clear and so passionate in your message. I, I really appreciate you sharing your story today. Oh, it's my honor. It's my duty. And it's uh, always fun with you, Wendy. I mean, I don't know how much we always laugh about this stuff. If we don't have fun, it won't get done right. We got to laugh. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> and detox is a lifestyle. It's not something you, you know, you get your implants out or it's, it's not something you just fix, uh, you know, right away. You know, you, you, you have to take some self-responsibility and, you know, work to 
to get better. And, you know, and it's just, it's, it can be a gift too. I mean, I know many people are, you know, they want their implants out of them and they're stressed about it, but it can be a gift to recover all of your health, your mental and physical health as well. And it, it certainly was for me. Uh, so Diane, thanks for joining us today. Thanks again for having me, Wendy. Yeah. And everyone, if uh, you want to get more episodes, we have almost 400 episodes of the Meyer Detox podcast. I can't believe it. Um, so you guys can check those out on my website on myersdetox.com and on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Wendy Meyer. So thanks for tuning in. We have so much more in store. I do not plan on quitting anytime soon. I love what I do. I love sharing all this information for you guys. Uh, so I'll talk to you guys very, very soon. The Myers Detox Podcast is created and hosted by Wendy Myers. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Wendy Myers and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.